Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s in New York City, and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Welcome back, and thank you so much again for tuning in and all of the downloads, and you guys just make me want to keep talking about stuff, so here I am end of the week, philosophizing this week's controversies again. And this time I am starting with Dave Chappelle, who's taking a lot of heat for his Saturday Night Live monologue. Now, Saturday Night Live, since its inception, has been known to push boundaries. So I wasn't surprised that after his Netflix controversy, his transphobic comments from The Closer, which I did watch before I knew anything about the controversy. It was actually the day that it downloaded, like the day that it was streaming. I've happened to be a Dave Chappelle fan and I turned it on because I used to watch Chappelle's show all the time. And I loved any episode where he played Rick James, Rick James was on it, or Charlie Murphy was on it. I thought that that was just some golden comedy right there. And again, oh, the Wayne Brady scene, that one was really great too. And he really always did push the envelope. And comedy is supposed to be provocative. But, you know, there comes a point where I think, well, everyone is saying, okay, comedy is becoming illegal or, 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 um, canceled or whatever. Now I've said this before, I'm really not one for cancel culture. I'm really one for just not tuning in and not subscribing to someone's dogma of whatever it is, if it's not mine, you know, and I really, I don't like to, I don't like to hate. I really don't, unless I personally know you and you've done some screwed up shit. I don't like to hate. So this is not with any of that. What I'm saying is when comedy crosses a line, we're no longer creating art. We are creating division and anger. So that free speech and that creative speech becomes really more hate speech. So yeah, that's really my feeling on it. Now I'll be honest, back in the 80s and 90s, and especially the 80s, comments and jokes like that, everyone would have laughed at. And really, if people would have spoke up about it, it, would have, it wouldn't have gotten out and around. We wouldn't have known about it because we didn't have social media for everyone to express their views. So if a specific comedian insulted us or whatever, insulted a specific group, we would just say, oh, I, I hate that guy. I'm not, I'm not into his stuff or her stuff or, you know, not a fan whatever it is. We never thought, okay, let's cancel them. We just kind of like internally cancel them. I was like, okay, I'm just no longer a fan. So yeah, back in the 80s and 90s, but in the 90s, we were more vocal about equality. But I want to say that taking things too far, as in using someone else's race, religion, ethnicity, gender, gender, how, how they perceive themselves, who they love, whether it's LGBT, whether it's, you know, the whatever you call man, woman, heterosexual couple. When we take jokes 
and we make them about those people, but we are not those people, it's hurtful. But when we take jokes that, you know, especially Gen Xers, man, we love our dark humor and sarcasm. It's literally how we survived. But I like the dark humor coming from the person that experienced the issue and not really calling out like a group as the problem. Again, this is just my thoughts and opinions on it, but I feel like if we really want to create art, at least make it come from ourselves and what we know. Like they say, write what you know, right? So write what you know. And you may think you know something about a group of people because of the way your mind has been programmed to perceive them because of your experiences in life, but that's not the way the group of people sees themselves. So I think we just need to be more um, compassionate when it comes to creating what we want to call comedy. So I want to just talk for a moment about Al Jolson. This is what it made me think of. So he was a Lithuanian-American Jewish singer, comedian, actor, and vaudevillian, and he was one of the highest paid stars of the 1920s. He was born May 26, 1886 in somewhere in Lithuania that I cannot pronounce. And he passed away September 23, 1951, and he is laid to rest in California. Now, he was the first openly Jewish man to become an entertainment star in America. But one of his choices of entertainment, and remember again, this was the 1920s, was wearing blackface. So I wonder if there's just some underlying anger there from the African-American community because Al Jolson was performing in blackface. Now, he was not the only performer wearing it, and he kept saying that, like, his... He was saying he was merging the two ethnicities together. I really, you know, it was the 1920s. I, I, I just cannot even, like, fathom, you know why that was entertainment. But who knows? I mean, maybe there's just like like a like a beef. I'll use a 90s word. There's like a beef there that we don't know about. I don't know. I again am throwing out a theory. Maybe it's a conspiracy theory. But maybe like it's just that each group feels that it has been treated unfairly by the other and Instead of communicating, which I personally think is smarter, is better, makes more sense, let's sit down, maybe, you know, not lash out jokes at each other. But again, I am also not part of Hollywood that takes basically control of, of your name and your image and your likeness once you sign a contract. So, you know, I do a little digging into things and I found a clip of an interview from Dave Chappelle who had said that, you know, after his show ended, his friend said to him, well, why don't you just take it to another network? And he said something to the effect, I'm paraphrasing, of 
um, you know, once you sign the contract, they own my name, my face. They own the Chappelle show. They own me throughout the universe for billions and billions of years. And that's in a contract. And I, I honestly, I don't know if that is um, verbatim or if, you know, he's being like dramatic. I just don't know. But the whole controversy is deep rooted in Hollywood. I personally believe it is all about power plays within Hollywood. Who's got the power behind the studios, which is the money, you know, but who's got the talent and the studios need the talent, but the talent needs the studios. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a circle. It's Holly weird, right? That's what we've, we've come to know. It's Holly weird. I mean, the most interesting thing to happen at the Oscars in the last God knows how long was Will Smith slap Chris Rock. That was the most interesting thing out of that completely boring, boring show. I'm sorry. I overheard this and I agree. And I did. I wanted to be part of Hollywood and I thought like winning awards would be so cool. But there's like the Oscars, there's the Golden Globes, there's the Emmys, there's the Daytime Emmys, there's the SAG Awards, there's People's Choice Awards, there's Nickelodeon Awards, there's MTV Awards. And I overheard how many awards do these people give themselves? And it's true. You guys live in like multi-million dollar mansions. You have huge platforms to do good. All we really want to see is you entertain. And I'm not saying people don't deserve awards for their accomplishments in life. Of course you do. But there are a lot you guys have to admit. I mean, I'm sure it's fun. <clears throat> really, really fun to get dressed up in designer clothes and walk red carpets and have people, you know, calling your name so you can they can get the best picture of you in your great dress. I think that would be great. I think that would be like a dream come true, you know, once. But it's a different, different world. I mean, I've been to California. I used to hang out, but more like in Santa Monica, Venice Beach. And I would drive down into Hollywood and walk down Hollywood Boulevard. And I actually found Liberace's star when I was there. And I have a picture of that, which is awesome. And I went to the Hollywood sign and, you know, a few places. I think the Troubadour was one and just a few other spots. And honestly, I really love California. I love the weather. Um... But I believed, I, I had offers to move out there, but I believed that if you're really not out there in multi-million dollar mansions, unless you were born and raised in California and just, you know, have your community and your family there, moving out there, especially from New York without like a ton of money to be lavish is just not worth it for me. You know, I love the state. I would love to live out there, but it is just as expensive, if not more, than New York. And I've already got everything established in New York, except that it's freezing here, freezing right now. So I would, you know, like some of that California weather eventually. But, you know, this is just how I feel about the controversies of of this week. And it's all a learning experience. And if you want some like Gen X hard truth, not everyone is going to agree with you. Not everyone is going to see everything your way. Not everyone is going to care if you're offended or insulted. Some people are looking for that. 
not everyone is going to coddle your feelings. And I think that these are the things that you could take from Gen X and learn because we're good at like the self-soothing. We're good at saying whatever. We're good at saying it is what it is because sometimes it just is and there's just nothing you can do about it. So rather than continue a fight that's not going to change anyone's mind, just find that peace within yourself to shut off the bullshit from what other people do and be the best version of yourself. So if someone's insulting your religion, your culture, your gender, your whole identity, go at it 10 times, tenfold. Like, give me the best version of you because that's what's going to show anybody that you feel is bigoted towards you that you're just better than that and that you do not subscribe to their views on your culture. So be the best you, kick ass, and don't forget to keep art and keep love alive. Thank